everybody. Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, a show to uplift and inspire women in our families, where we tell you not our truth, but the truth with the sweetness of the feminine, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us as women in our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. I'm your host, Stacey Galino, and once again, I'm so, so happy that you've invited me into your home, into your car, wherever you may be listening at this moment. It's always such an honor and a pleasure to be with you. And I'm, I, again, I, every week I say it's, it's, it's old news, but it just makes me so happy each and every week when I meet you in the community. I, I, every week I'm meeting more and more women and men, might I say, who are listening to Faith and Good Counsel. And it makes me so, so happy. And I love to hear from you. I want, I want to know your thoughts. I want to know what you like. I want to know what you don't like. Um, that concerns me. I want to know what you want to hear about. That gives me ideas about what to present. So please do feel free emailing me here at the station. At, that is Escalino at CatholicCommunityRadio.org. You can go to Facebook. I've got a, a Faith and Good Counsel page out there where you can message me. I heard from someone yesterday. Um, that was a, quite a delight. Thank you so much. Um Check out to um, CatholicCommunityRadio.org where you can learn more about the Faith and Good Counsel show and all the good work going on here in southeast Louisiana, right here at CatholicCommunityRadio.org. I do have a blog, StacyGolino.com, and I'm, I'm, I'm finding faster ways to put those past shows up. I'm hearing from folks there. I'm getting some traffic. It's making me very, very excited, very, very excited. I'd like to see some comments from you, too. I see that you're visiting, but I don't see any comments. So, hey, make a girl happy. Make a comment. That would make me happy. <laughs> so, um, And, you know, very happy to tell you that I have a lovely, lovely guest today, Her name is Margaret Rucks. Now, if you've been listening to Catholic Community Radio for a while, you may have heard Margaret during one of our radiothons, and she does beautiful, beautiful work in the area, in the battle against pornography and holding up the precious gift of chastity and purity. And I can't wait to introduce her to the Faith and Good Counsel listenership And we're going to be talking today about some of the fabulous, beautiful, holy work that Margaret is doing um, in her area. And I thank God for her. I thank God for the work that she's doing. And uh, she's just a delight and just ah, just a new friend captured my heart. Such a beautiful vessel of God's mercy. But, you know, um, here at Faith and Good Counsel, we always start off with prayer. And so I am going to once again offer perhaps my most favorite prayer, the Litany of Humility. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, from the desire of being loved, from the desire of being extolled, from the the desire of being honored, from the desire of being praised, from the desire of being preferred to others, from the desire of being consulted, from the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus, from the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of being despised, from the fear of suffering rebukes, from the fear of being calumniated, from the fear of being forgotten, from the fear of being ridiculed, from the fear of being wronged, 
from the fear of being suspected. Deliver me, Jesus, that others may be loved more than I, that others may be esteemed more than I, that in the opinion of the world others may increase and I may decrease, that others may be chosen and I set aside, that others may be praised and I unnoticed, that others may be preferred to me in everything, that others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I would also like to ask for the intercession of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, St. Faustina, St. Maximilian Kolbe, Blessed John Paul II, Mother Teresa, and of course our patroness, Our Lady of Good Counsel. Please pray for us. And boy, boy, do I, I guess I'd like to comment a little bit on the litany of humility. This, besides being one of my favorite, favorite prayers, it's one of my favorites for a reason, because I need to pray it. And I don't know about you, but um, we all as human beings, we struggle with pride. And this is a really, really profound, deep prayer. Not something you're going to hear in secular media. I learned it as a Catholic, and I learned it recently, so not something I even knew way back when as a Protestant. And it has to do with that deep, saintly humility that we're all called to. And it speaks, I think, to some of the fears um, and attachments that make us unhappy when we are fearful of them or when we get attached to them. For example, from the desire of being esteemed, you know, when we're looking for that praise and glory and attention from other people who always end up disappointing us. The only, the only esteem that she would be, that sh- we should be seeking is that of the love of the Lord um, and our love towards, towards him, praising and honoring him, not seeking praise and honor for ourselves. It's never enough. It's never complete. Um, and these fears, from the fear of being humiliated, who hasn't been fearful of that before? I don't want to say anything because, um, you know, I'm going to be humiliated. Well, if you offer it for the Lord and doing it in his work, then it's a beautiful, beautiful call. Um, from the fear of being calumniated, do you even know what that means? That means someone talking badly about you. I know people have spoken badly about me, and sorry to say, in my own sin, I've spoken badly of others, and I take that now. I know where to go immediately to the confessional where Christ waits for me in persona Christi to receive me in love and mercy, unconditional love, may I say, to forgive me, to reconcile me to his heart, and to have me go out again loving people and not speaking ill of people. So I bet many of you have had that same experience. Um, and, and it, it's humiliating to admit, but I admit it to you. Um, and I strive very, very hard. And God has given me the grace, the deeper that I fall in love with him, the deeper and that I know my faith, to love, to see the face of Christ in each person that I meet, even, even people that are rude. Do you have a problem with that? I know in the past that I would just, I'm, I'm real good. I can come back with some, some quips, you know, and some, some harsh words. But that's not my call. My call is to be humble. And guess what? Your call is to be humble too. And what I've learned per, both personally and professionally 
as people have a lot going on and sometimes that makes them irritable. And so I don't self-reference and you think about it's always about me. I think about uh, the fact that someone is being rude to me. I think what is going on in that person's heart and I offer a prayer for them and it just brings me so much peace. So try that next time somebody cuts you off in traffic or the, the, the person at the checkout counter at the grocery store is rude or obnoxious to you. Why don't you just acknowledge them, make eye contact with them, show them a little love and offer a silent prayer. You can do that. You don't have to be a therapist to do that. We're all called to that. And you'll be amazed the love and the peace that you will feel in your heart that you showed someone a little, just a small, small gesture of Christ's love. And you really brought Christ to them that day, whether they know it or not, they're going to remember that they're used to people being rude back to them. Okay. They're not used to people showing them love possibly. So show a little love. So, you know, as I said, I'm going to be talking to Margaret Rux today, and I'm really, really excited about the work that she's doing in that terrible, terrible plague, if you will, that terrible enslavement of pornography, in particular, um, one of her newer works focusing on women. And one of the things that I love um, when we spoke about the show is the fact that she wishes to help women in great love to restore their identity as daughters of the Most High God. How beautiful, how beautiful. And that's something that we talk about here a lot, both directly and just infusing in our conversation here on Faith and Good Counsel, that that our identity is a, a daughter of the Most High God. We don't find our identity enmeshed in another person. Um, I've certainly had experiences where through many crosses, God has reformed my identity. And I know, I don't just believe it, I know it. it is, just is. I am his daughter. And that really informs everything that I do, everything that I think, my emotions, how I conduct my life. And it has been completely transforming. And so I reflect on these, um, these lovely daughters that Margaret is working with and pray that God will also make that transformation in their hearts. And it's open for everyone. We're his precious, precious daughters. But you know, it's really hard in this world that we live in today. There's just so many false philosophies out there, so many distorted secular ideas, so many not completely Catholic psychological theories out there that really, really distract us from our creation. I mean, when's the last time someone said, you know, besides me on this show, be true to your creation, you know, that's just not what we hear in our culture. And it's really, really confusing, you know, at mass and when we do our spiritual reading, we, we, we understand one idea of the human person, one idea, one unified, beautiful, Trinitarian understanding of our identity. And then we go out into the culture where that is the total antithesis of what we hear. And it's really, really confusing. And if we attach ourselves to these other false identities, like some people who get involved with pornography do in their families, it it hurts so many, many people. You get led down paths to unhappiness without even realizing it. You know, it's not going to hurt anybody, right? But you, you don't even realize one decision that leads to another and to another and to another until you're so far away 
you don't even know how to get back to what you were truly, truly created to be. And I'm just so often asked this question, people are like, I'm, I'm doing everything, I'm doing this, I'm involved in that, and why am I so unhappy? It's because you have lost who you are as a creation, the created of the creator. He made us, so he knows us so well, way better than we know ourselves, way better than we have the capacity to know ourselves, and we need to be in relationship with our God who made us, who loves us unconditionally. And we thirst for him. When we're looking for these other attachments, we're really thirsting for God and don't know it. I mean, if you've read St. Augustine's Confessions, I, I must confess I've made it through parts. It's rather deep and you have to have time to really ponder. But he um, really, really goes into tremendous detail. He was the baddest he could be in the third century. And, you know, how late have I loved you um, is such a beautiful, one of his most beautiful quotes, um, you know, later in life is when he, he didn't want to give up his attachments. He was having too good of a time partying in the third century. But you know what? Eventually the love of God brought him home and the prayers of his beautiful, beautiful holy mother, St. Monica, who is such a patron to me. I want to read you, um, just remind you one quote here um, from the Vatican II Father's in 1965, because I think this is such a beautiful segue into what the work that Margaret is doing. Um, And this is a call to all of us. 1965, the hour is coming, in fact, has come when the vocation of woman is being acknowledged in its fullness, the hour in which women acquire in the world an influence, an effect, and a power never hitherto achieved. That is why at this moment, when the human race is undergoing so deep a transformation, women impregnated with the spirit of the gospel can do so much to aid humanity in not falling. That's our call, girls. We need to be impregnated with the spirit of the gospel. And each one of us has a call. God needs us. He needs his beautiful daughters to help this world not fall. That's my call, and that's your call. And I pray that the work that we're doing here at Faith and Good Counsel is edifying for you, is informative for you, and is helpful for you in that journey. And I'm really, really excited as we go to our break because I'm going to be bringing Margaret back to talk about her work, Margaret Rucks, in just a moment. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacey Galino. Be right back. Arthur J. Gallagher Risk Management Services is an independent insurance broker and has been a supporter of programming on Catholic Community Radio for over two years. Arthur J. Gallagher Risk Management Services. Johnny's Pizza House in Baton Rouge, 763-9797 and in Central, 615-8335. Hi, I'm Charles Sava with Johnny's Pizza House, proud supporters of Catholic Community Radio. Ready for the new liturgical year? Catholic Art and Gifts offers a full line of gifts for Advent, Christmas, Communion, Confirmation, and Baptism. Catholic Art and Gifts, located at 6184 Florida Boulevard, 926-1216, online at zieglers.com. Doctors James Bear and Jacob Henderson of Central Dental Care would like to thank Catholic Community Radio for fighting truth decay in Central and the Baton Rouge areas. Central Dental Care, 261-6645 or centraldentalcare.com.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacy Galino. I'm your host, and so happy, happy that you're with us today. And I'm really happy, happy, happy to have my guest here to offer to you today, Margaret Rocks. Welcome, Margaret. Stacy, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank oh, so I um, I work for the Rocks Family Foundation for the area we do philanthropic uh, giving, but then we have branched out, and our scope has been to educate about the harms of pornography. Wow, wow, such and that is truly truly a call that's just not something you wake up in the in, you know or in the middle of the night and go hey i think i'm going to start battling pornography i mean what can you describe to me what that it, it, and it has to be to margaret a fiat to god because i can i can imagine thinking about this and going i don't i don't really want to <laughs> you know so tell us a little bit about that was it a call for you absolutely um i began to hear just from friends and close ones that just uh, the devastating effects that pornography was having on so many and the ransacking of marriages and just destroying the self-esteem of, of women and men alike and began to do the research and saw the compelling evidence that this was indeed a problem and right. we wanted to hit an unmet need and I think that's precisely what we've we've tried to do by just educating people uh, about the harmful effects and we realize we've struck a chord it's just began to resonate people want answers it is a pandemic Absolutely. and people are hurting themselves children young children adolescents are getting involved just because we're so surrounded you can't it's like you can't run from it I mean just looking I, I know searching for the news for a wake up Louisiana you know just on some of the news outlets you see to the right and left these flashing advertisements with scantily clad people and what just you're just trying to do your job you know and it's just everywhere it's overwhelming um so my goodness well you know I I I know that you have when you and I spoke um, I want to offer before we really get into the meat of what we're going to talk about there's a specific prayer an anointing prayer to Saint Michael and I would like if you would offer that prayer as well for us as we begin to journey into the work that you do. Absolutely. This is, an, as you said, it's an anointing prayer to St. Michael. It may be prayed for yourself or for a loved one, anyone who comes to mind, and it, and it begins like this. I extend to Jonah, for instance, the anointing of St. Michael's sword. Pierce Jonah's heart with the sword of truth and expose the lie he's living in or believing. Mary, Protectors of the faith, come to my aid. Please hold open Jonah's heart to receive the graces. Wow, beautiful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. And St. Michael the Archangel is a powerful, powerful intercessor, as is Our Lady, the purest of the pure in this battle. And um, that is a specific prayer of St. Michael that I've not heard of before. I had not either, Stacy. And everyone that I've told it to is feels almost like a chill and goes, oh, give me a copy. I need that yes. immediately. And have yes, I'm going to post that on my blog, in fact, and, and probably on Facebook, too, on the Facebook page, because that is powerful. And it's yeah. short. It's short and specific and just sears like that sword. And it's something, Margaret, I think that wherever we are as women, as intercessors for our family, we can, while we're grocery shopping, we can be inter- in, in, interceding with that prayer and, and inserting whatever name. You inserted the name Jonah of a particular, just whoever, but it can be John, Susie, Absolutely. husband, dad, mom, what, whatever, it, whoever needs it and put put St. Michael to work absolutely, (laughs) to protect us. It's just, oh, we need him so desperately in this day and this time when Satan is just unleashed on the family 
um, in this particular way. And I know, I know that you know that pornography so it so undermines the family. It is so, so painful. And, I mean, you can't get away from it. Oh, no. It's you, consuming. And what is some of the brokenness that, that you've seen? If you can kind of describe for us, maybe there's someone out there who's, who hasn't been exposed um, and by the way, I apologize. I meant to say to you, mamas and mamas out there in the car, that we were going to be speaking today about this very intimate subject and just protect your little darling's tender ears. We will not be overly um, graphic, but certainly the, the content today is a bit intimate. So uh, my apologies. I did mean to say that earlier. Um, and so, again, we were going, I guess I'm just looking at thinking about what types of brokenness that you've seen, the broken hearts, how does that manifest when someone gets involved with, with this type of thing? Stacy, I've seen, I've seen mothers just devastated by um, learning from a knock on the door uh, from police authorities that oh. someone in their home, and in particular their child, oh. uh, was now engaged in child pornography. Oh which um, was due to earlier exposure that they were unaware of and had oh. digressed and spiraled into younger and younger images mm. and those who are now incarcerated. Mm. And it is just a devastating thing. And, and I know several, uh, and this is just becoming, just as you say, an epidemic. That's, that's one I've had um, young men that I've talked to in their 20s who are um, having all kind of relational problems they realize that they um, are actually can't even function anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and are having tremendous problems um, mm-hmm. as a result of pornography addiction, just devastated. So it really steals their mind. Absolutely. It steals their heart. It's, um, it tries to steal their personhood. They're still made in the image and likeness of God, but it, it, it just, they become an object. And it sounds like it's having physical effects, stealing their manliness, if you will, um, from them. That is, that's, devastating it's just total it's it's enslavement it's It's enslavement and it doesn't just affect men it affects women too directly and indirectly um and i know some of the work that you're most recently doing there's so much that margaret rucks and the rucks foundation does in this area to try to help all of us to remain pure to remain chaste to love god and to keep our bodies sacred and i just love all of that but we're going to focus on your newest work which is a ministry for women, if I'm understanding, whose lives have been impacted or affected or broken by someone they love that's involved in this kind of thing, this pornography. And um, I wonder if you could tell us about Healing Hearts. That's the name of the apostolate. May I call it an apostolate? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, tell us about it because I'm I'm very excited about it. Well, I'm excited too. I, I just have such a compassion and empathy for women out there and realize how many were suffering and felt really called by God to do something to reach out and be a source of support and love and encouragement for these women. And in such a short time, we've already got a good number of women that have responded um, and in various ones, yet all, all suffering and struggling from someone um, whom they love very much who's got a sexual addiction or struggling with pornography. Right. Can you describe uh, the brokenness of heart that you hear Um, from some of the people that you encounter? um, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Oh, my goodness. Um, Women who are just devastated after years and years of marriage to know that their husbands are turning to this and, and feel 
incomplete. They feel yeah. they're they're downtrodden and deflated that they can no longer hold the attention of the one they love and their right. partner in life. Right. You know, we've got young ones now who um, are living with this and convinced now their husbands are began with pornography and now turning to acting out in an affair. Mm. You know, it just mm. it's it's a devastating um, uh, thing. It's like women. being violated in the most intimate of ways and there are several ways that that can happen physically right um through you know intimate violence um but this is almost something that's like this fantasy that you cannot compete with and it just uproots your identity as a wife i imagine um harms children like you can't imagine because once you become involved in pornography, you are no longer responsive to your children and to your wife and to your family in the same way. And we're speaking about gentlemen here um, in a very loving way and in a non-judgmental way. Um, you know, men are very, as you know, Margaret, are very, you can speak better than I about this, I'm sure, but it affects them. Images affect them so, so deeply in a different way than women. And they are much more prone to become addicted. And I, I really believe that pornography is a way that Satan is breaking up families, breaking people's spirits, um, depression, t- total loss of self. Is this the kind of thing that you're seeing? Oh, positively. And one of the most poignant uh, statements I remember hearing about pornography was the, that like a panorama, uh, the imagination keeps this hated thing before the mind, plunging the victim deeper and deeper into practices he loathes. And this is what exactly happens right. when you get swept up into this um, this addiction. It's a spiraling downward, uh, and it just literally stalks the soul and the life, sucks the mm-hmm. life out of out of someone and their ability and capacity then to relate to their spouse, to relate to a girlfriend on a spiritual level. Right, right. In the way that we're called, in that that equal and complementary way right. that John Paul II of beloved memory has has shared with us the truth of the church that's always been um so what would someone expect if if they called healing hearts and said i'm struggling i need help what would happen from there they would have a you know call an anonymous number i would call them back we would meet personally it is uh, a very highly confidential and anonymous and that's so important because these women i imagine i've not i have not personally had to deal with this particular cross but i would imagine and correct me if i'm wrong margaret that you would feel a lot of it would be very difficult to make that phone call because of of shame or guilt or all all exposure like you're not wanting people to know um and just morbid fear of what is it really going to be confidential you know what have you and i'm sure there's others again i've not experienced it so i i can only imagine what that woman would hear on the other end hearing speaking to margaret and knowing thank you god there is hope you know so tell us a little bit about what happens okay so the phone call is made and we meet personally you meet personally and then i i they have to sign a confidentiality form it's that Uh it's that confidential that before i disclose the time and the place of the meeting um which they are not allowed to divulge it's that highly confidential we that we they would then attend the meeting um it is we make it so safe for the women we want them to feel in a very safe and comfortable environment that they can truly be themselves. They can feel trust there mm-hmm. and uh, confident in that kind of setting that they're they're safe. That's awesome. That's awesome. So once they once they are at the group, 
um, and and we're right. let's say we're in the group and we're meeting. How does the meeting go? What does what what is offered? Is there uh, a booklet? Is there journaling? Is there prayer? Is there therapy? You know, what what? How does the group go? Just like your show, the very first and foremost thing is that we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Amen. Holy Spirit in prayer. Amen. Um, to Our Lady, the model of purity, and our protectress, and we pray um, for her intercession in this group, and always to uh, St. Margaret Mary, because our meeting launched. And then we begin, um, we also have a presentation, about a 20-minute presentation. I had a speaker last time, a a gentleman came and shared his struggle with pornography with the women, and how it's Mm -hmm. affected his marriage, um, how it uh, uh, contributed to his acting out in Mm -hmm. affairs, and just... And just as what has happened and says that it is a daily battle mm-hmm. and he's entrusted himself to the Blessed Mother, Amen. as a matter of fact, Amen. for her help and protection in this as well. And so that was very moving and touching to the women. And you could see that it resonated while they're all not there for the same exact circumstances. It touched many of them. And we then we break out into smaller groups, more intimate groups where we go over an assignment. We have a workbook mm-hmm. uh, that's a format that encourages journaling and checking. And it's to help build healthy relationships and, and, and know about those kinds of things, well, boundaries. And, right, because by the time, I imagine, by the time someone is in the situations that these ladies find themselves in, these families find themselves in, they have, as I was speaking about earlier, stepped away. They're, they're further down the line and don't know how to get back to what a healthy, or maybe don't even know anymore what a healthy relationship looks like. But there's always hope, and I just, I just see it. I feel it, and I see it um, in, in the work that you're doing. And, um, and I know there's hope because Christ gives us that hope. There's, uh, there's nothing impossible for God. And so um, I'm, I wonder um, about grief. I wonder if that is a part, because uh, I imagine there's some grieving over the loss of what our marriage was supposed to be, our relationship with my child was supposed to be. What about grief work? Absolutely. I think a lot of people operate uh, with wounds that are undetected perhaps not perceived Mm -hmm. but we know now that it is so important to be able to be able to enter into the woundedness that we all um, contend to have and so we emphasize the first part and the first seven lessons is really learning to grieve the losses the Mm -hmm. losses of a marriage that you thought would be for a lifetime and right. never dreamed that would be replaced right. by pornography and right. all of these illicit images and what would happen as a result. Um, we gre- learn to grieve safely, uh, honestly, mm-hmm. and grieving well, and then it progresses on to principles. Wow, Margaret. So, gosh, so much to talk about. So little time. You know, we're, we need to head to a break now. So um, you're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacey Galino and my dear guest today, Margaret Rux, and we're having just a profound conversation. I hope you'll stick around. We'll be right back in just a moment. Masseter Lind serves Gulf Coast area businesses with services such as major medical retirement and supplemental benefits packages. Masseter Lind is a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. Masseter Lind, online at info at Catholic Charity Sanctuary for Life is our diocesan housing for pregnant women in crisis, the only one of its kind in Louisiana. Your gift to the Bishop's annual appeal can help this pro-life ministry renovate and double its capacity to accept more women and their newborn babies. For more information, please call 225-336-8790 or visit baabr.org. 
Citizens Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. Citizens Bank and Trust, online at citizensbankandtrust.com. That's citizensbankandtrust.com. Hi, I'm Greg Kennedy, CPA for Catholic Community Radio, and I'm here to try to help you on your 2013 tax return. Catholic Community Radio is a 501c3 corporation. That means it's a not-for-profit. That means any donation that you make to us is tax-deductible. It's a win-win situation. You save souls and you save on your taxes. It's really easy to donate online at catholiccommunityradio.org. Just click the Donate button and fill out a few blanks. It's simpler than doing your taxes. Holiday Helpers will host its 27th annual Thanksgiving Together at the Baton Rouge River Center Thursday, November 28th from 11 to 2. Everyone's invited. This is a community-wide dinner. For more information, call 927-3866. Welcome back, everybody. This is Stacy Galina with Faith and Good Counsel, your host, and I'm here uh, once again with Margaret Rux of the Rux Foundation. And we are having uh, another disclaimer here. We are having a rather intimate conversation today about the ills, the epidemic of pornography. So do guard those tender ears, guard your babies. Uh, and you can listen later um, as soon as I have the uh, the uh, post up on stacygalino.com. It will be there for you to listen privately if need be. So Margaret, um, I I wonder something, as I'm listening to you, I'm wondering if you're seeing this entry of pornography into the, a marriage situation at the beginning where are women missing signs that their men are involved in this? Or are they participating in it when them, with them together? Or are you seeing later in life in older couples where rather suddenly men becoming involved and marriages breaking up later, or is it all of that? All three. I've, wow. I've seen all three where women are just completely taken by surprise and had no idea of the early exposure um, of, of their spouse's pornography, um, viewing mm. and, and uh, addiction, had no idea when they entered a marriage and saw no evidence of it till mm-hmm. later in, in life. And then uh, older women who, uh, you know, can say in, in their younger days they participated in watching mm-hmm. pornography mm-hmm. Um, with with their spouses yeah. and escalated. And don't and, I, and surely most assuredly don't realize the danger that the door that that opens, what it invites into your marriage. This this is just it's it's evil. It's pure evil. And I know that you know, Margaret, that we are surrounded by influences through mass media through. Well, as I said earlier, just trying to find the news for a Catholic radio station. I mean, you're bombarded with images and pictures on our cell phones, on our smartphones, walking through a mall, certain companies that will remain nameless, you know, are just plastered, um, scantily clad folks. Um, this, I, this is the 50 shades of gray. I don't know what else to say. It just, it's appalling. This trilogy of books that I see women young and old carrying everywhere. Please put that away. Um, that is not holy. That is not the holy union that God gave us as a gift. And you will be harmed by this. If you form your heart and your mind to this kind of just terrible, distorted sexuality, you will be hurt. It's this domination kind of um, harmful, violent 
intimacy. And I, I can't imagine being drawn to that. That is not authentic love. That mm. is not the love that God intends for you. And so our men, would you agree that our men follow our lead? You know, we do have that feminine genius that Pope John Paul says we have. And if we go astray too, they may go astray. So if we participate in this, then they're going to be more, they're going to follow. So we also have a call not to do that. Um, And so getting involved in movies that are out there everywhere that glorify this kind of violence, it's violence, it's evil, books, mass media, articles, certain magazines um, that are targeted towards women, put those away and arm yourself with the word of God and theology of the body so that you can nurture your families, you can intercede for your family and fight this plague within within your family. And it's just everywhere. It's on the computer. It's on the internet. I mean, it, it's the, the days of that being a secluded kind of information, if you will, are gone. And so we as women have that call. That's that call to help the world to aid humanity and not falling. And I know I feel that very deeply. I know you do too, Margaret. So um, maybe we could talk a little bit um, about women as intercessors in our families. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. You know, I've always thought that the women hold the key. We, Absolutely. We can bring out the best or the beast in men. And our role is to, we need feminine formation again. Amen. To really see the beauty of which God has called us in the great dignity. Um, because we do. We, we can be the leaders with our, our hearts um, formed in God and and be able to certainly pray for our husbands, pray for Amen. our children, uh, that they will take the right path and, and, and guard guard their hearts from, from this perversity out there. Amen. You know? Amen. And that's one of the goals of Healing Hearts, is it not? Oh, absolutely. I know when you and I spoke about in preparing for this show, I was just... <gasps> This is awesome. <laughs> you know, this, this, this ministry, this newest apostolate. Um, I love the idea of reforming, transforming hearts and minds so that women know their dignity once again, know that they are daughters of the Most High God. Talk a little bit about that and how you're going to accomplish that through God's grace in healing hearts. Well, we certainly know that it is, in fact, the Holy Spirit, and he's the one that transforms hearts. But we are reaching out. Um, with great love and 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 being these listening ears and I've got a core team of women who have been there sexually abused um, mm. some are uh, from homes of alcoholics uh, various divorce from sexual addiction uh, problems in the marriage and so we can empathize and we know the importance of being able to help one another on this journey right. to be the women we were truly called to be and unite in the prayer amen and so forth. Amen. I know that there, there are so many costs to pornography. First of all, it's a multi-million dollar business, money to be made, right? People are just oh. objects and, you know, it doesn't matter because we're rolling in it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the secular uh, mindset. And meanwhile, people are dying from suicides. People are dying emotionally. People are dying spiritually. I wonder what some of the spiritual costs in your mind uh, of pornography you know, it actually, I read where it literally stalks the souls of men and women. Mm-hmm. It darkens our vision 
um, of God and the light. It just it's, he cannot penetrate through that darkness. And so we we lose our respect for ourselves. We lose respect for one another. And one of the beautiful things um, I've heard that with this risk free form of sex, we run a risk of a much greater and bigger kind. And that's the loss of love. In a world where only love brings true happiness. Amen. And we're all looking for love, but we're looking for authentic love, that love that we were created for, that that God placed within us that is only found in relationship with him. And the, the distortions, the evil that surrounds us in society, the lies, it's the lie in the garden. It's just Genesis three all over again we're surrounded by the serpent with the shiny apple you know and just waiting for us to take a bite but it's rotten inside and we don't want that we want the only way that you're going to know that authentic love you can't love what you don't know and we have the richness of the faith we have our faith that christ gave to us that god gave to us and that's what we need to cling to we need to know the lord jesus christ so that we can know what true love is so that we may radiate that to our families and to one another. And I love that, Margaret, that that is exactly what you're doing with Healing Hearts and all of the work that you're doing um, through the Rux Foundation. And that has to be the reason. I know it's the reason why I do what I do every day. I mean, I could just easily, very selfishly stay home and sew things and knit. I love to do handicrafts and I love to cook and whatnot, but I have work to do. I take that call very seriously from the Vatican fathers. And I want to go to the Lord on my knees when he calls me home with my arms empty so that he may say to me, my beloved daughter, you gave me everything. Please welcome. I welcome you into the kingdom. I pray. That's what I hear. That's what I long to hear. Um, But I would venture to say that love is also the reason why you do what you do. It has to be difficult in this field, in this battle that you're in each and every day. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Uh, I, I feel so much love for all of these individuals, and, and I have the highest regard and respect for the beauty of the sacrament of marriage and, and what God has called the complementarity of the sexes. And when this is destroyed and distorted by this, it just makes me want to do what we can, and especially when women um, ben- do things beneath their dignity. Right. You know, right. But, but we can re-educate and re- help them to see again that the true beauty with which they're called. Amen. So. Amen. And I know women's hearts are thirsting for love. We all want that man on the white horse, you yeah. know, to come and, uh, and to save us and uh, to just take care of us and to be romantic and, and just, but what you're really, really seeking is that complementarity, that equal in dignity that Christ teaches us. That's what we're thirsting for. Don't get thwarted by what this culture offers you. I met a woman the other day, a little bit younger than, than you and I, Margaret, um, but you know, older than 20. Okay. And mature. And she uh, apparently was unmarried and there was a certain business person who was known, well known for his philandering and whatnot. And he had flirted with her and she was expressing how, oh, he could just take me away. He could take me to Greece. He could take me to Italy and just shower me with jewelry and shower me with gifts. And I'm thinking, and I didn't know her well enough to say I just encountered her. But I, the only thing I could think to say in a very loving way is I listened and affirmed and made eye contact. 
um, and it wasn't an appropriate place to have a deeper conversation. But I just said, is that is? I'm just wondering how many other women he may have done that with, and is that what you're really looking for? You know, and it would kind of dumbfounded her for a moment, but I just said it very, I wanted her to think that was the only moment I had with her. Sweetheart, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for what we all want, and it is only found in Christ. So pray, women, for your men. Pray for your marriages. If you're looking, you know, pray, pray for your future beloved spouse. Pray for his chastity. Pray for his purity. Pray for your St. Joseph, you know. So there is hope. I want, we want to leave on a note of hope here. But it requires something, and it, this is with anything, it requires that openness of heart, right? So if our hearts are not open, you know, the graces don't flow through, right? Absolutely. I mean, we have to be vulnerable. We have to be willing to expose ourselves and be authentic in uh, recognizing um, that there is a problem and the brokenness, but then openness to, you know, the healing, the healing that can come. And I see a lot of healing. I know that there's hope out there for so many people struggling with this. Perhaps it's work, but it's it's worth it. Absolutely. You know, I want to recommend a, a book here, a couple of books. If you've not read by now, Full of Grace by Jonette Bankovic, you want to talk about get your getting your heart and mind back as a daughter of the Most High God. That's a really good place to start. The Pornography Epidemic by Dr. Peter Kloponis. He is as a well-known expert in this area. Um, and it can re- it's a very easy, easy read, if you will, very easy to understand. And then um, and it can kind of help educate you. And then Reclaim God's Plan for Sexual Health. This is a new program to actually help men um, change the neurocircuitry back to healthy, healthier patterns. And you can find information about that at ReclaimSexualHealth.com. And to our beloved listeners, I want to say something from my heart, and I know Margaret would agree with me. Any of you that may be suffering from the burden of pornography through a loved one, maybe you've gotten involved. You're having broken relationships. You're worried about your child. You're worried about your uncle, your brother, your husband, your dad. Know that you have our prayers. Know that you have our love and our respect. You are our sisters and brothers in Christ, and we love you, and we're praying for you, and there is hope. My heart, my heart aches for you. I, do, I don't love to see people suffer. It makes my heart very sad, but I do pray, and I know that there is hope, and I will pray that you find that restored dignity that is yours through Jesus Christ and through the wonderful work that Margaret Rux and the Rux Foundation and so many others are doing. Margaret. God bless you so much for being with us today. Is there any contact information or anything that you'd like for folks to know? The, maybe that healing hearts number would be really helpful for someone. Let's get that out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Uh, the number is 337-404-6113. Amen. 404-6113. Amen. And again, it is completely and totally anonymous. So God bless you all. Thank you so, so much for listening to Faith and Good Counsel. Until we are, we are together again, may God bless you. May His shine His face upon you and give you peace. Pox Christi, y'all. See you next time. Faith and Good Counsel. Bye-bye.
First Bank and Trust has specialized in education financing for over 10 years and has helped over 100,000 families finance their children's education. First Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio in Southeast Louisiana. First Bank and Trust, 504-584-5967. 504-584-5967. Online at fbtonline.com. That's fbtonline.com. Catholic Radio for your community. This is your station. Catholic Community Radio is here for you. If your church, group, or organization is having an event or gathering, Catholic Community Radio would like to help you spread that word. Email all the information to events at catholiccommunityradio.org. That's events at catholiccommunityradio.org. Just one more way that we are Catholic Radio for your community. <laughs> 